Hello everyone, welcome back to the FPL show. Hopefully you're doing well. Tonight I'm joined by Damo. How are you, mate? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. It's going to be a fun week looking at game week 11 and there were some big scores in game week 10. There were some absolutely monster scores and I think we were part of um, some of those big monster scores as well. We'll get straight into it because... For those that have been following along for a while, you'd probably know that our sides are probably well set up to target these fixtures. We've both recently just wildcarded as well over the last month. I've scored 83 this week, and that included having a donut on the field, which is rare for us, and I know you've had the same donut. And there was only one difference, I think, between our two teams, and I'll get to that in a minute, but quickly brushing over it, Areola three points, cash five, clean sheet before he came off, but yellow card, so you take the five over the no clean sheet. Loved it. Yep, Simi gets his six again, so just proving that it was worth the transfer straight away. Trips was our zero because he got the two conceded with the yellow card on top of that as well. Gordon came on for me because I had Gabriel uh, starting, which was my transfer last week for Kabore, which was a bit disappointing because I said I backed in the Arsenal clean sheet against Sheffield over starting Gordon. Unfortunately, Gabriel copped the rest, which is a bit annoying, but it is what it is. Bowen blank at the weekend, but actually scored this morning for West Ham against Arsenal and he played through the middle and I want to talk about West Ham a little bit later to you because their fixture run's about to turn good and if Bowen's up front I think people are panicking about him right now but I'd be uh, definitely holding on then the three big boys in my midfield all kicked off and Diaby's the first one I want to just touch on because Damo was very very close to getting rid of him last week but he's come in with a goal and an assist and a three bonus and I reckon Damo's going to be pretty happy with him now Sun 10 pointer standard Sun I think you just need him if you don't have him at this point he's just through the number 9 position getting 5 points a goal you just take it and run and Captain Salah again probably a bit disappointing against Forrest only get the one return but Liverpool win 3-0 and we move on. You take a return from your captain and you go. Darwin, 10 points, goal and assist. Again, played 80 minutes or so, scored a beautiful goal this morning. He's just in fantastic form. So I should want to quickly pull up his ownership because he's someone, 14%, he's a monster differential with the fixture run coming up. And then Haaland, 16-pointer, rounded me off 83 points, put me 916K for the game week rank, went from about 320-ish or 330 to 155 so nice green arrow charging to the top 100k talk us through your team demo because we were pretty close this week we were we were there was only one real difference and obviously that's madison yet again um compared to you going bowen and look i've had madison since game week one and i've had son since game week one i've had sulla i've had harland since game week one uh, i feel like i'm i have been lucky on that side of it but also made the right and correct decision at the start of the game. And it's kind of been the difference between us two most weeks. Uh, look, obviously, great game week. 87 points, uh, top 450K game week rank, roughly. I'm now inside the top 15K. I've, I've moved all the way. 43,000 rank gain at my rank is a massive rank gain. So I've gone from outside of the top 50K just to inside the top 15k inside yeah, the top 13 yeah. um look and obviously my goals have finished top 50k this year and like if i'm sitting here now and i'm historically on F- fpl a and you can vouch for this a second half of yep. the year player yep. um th- it, it's 
quite scary what could actually happen this year. Uh, not scary in terms of daunting, oh my goodness, haunted house scary, but scary as in at what point do you start believing that a top 1K finish is possible or a top 500? Or, um, and I don't want to get to that route because that does change how you think about the game. And it's probably the reason why I didn't triple Captain Harland part of it, as discussed last pod. Um, but yeah, look, the rest of the team's flying. Obviously, Trippier's Trippier, but I'm not too worried. Uh, I think I'm in a bit of a rarer situation than most where I've actually got two free transfers this week and money in the bank and no real option, and we'll discuss that in this pod, where like yourself, Paul, and a lot of most people listening to this, they would have made like two transfers last week, had one for this week, and you're looking to mostly roll, if not moving forward. So, look, let's get into the pod, discuss some transfer targets, etc. and by the end of this pod, hopefully I have some clarity into what I'm going to do with my team. But um, if my wasn't if I was the burner transfer, I still think my team's pretty good because I get a ninety seven percent team rating on Fantasy Football Hub this week. Yeah, so we'll move straight into probably what I'm doing this week because I only had the one transfer last week and I used it, so that means I've you know continued with one transfer and it was a late transfer for me to get Gabrielle in. That was me trying to be aggressive and target the Arsenal defender before the fixture run, which and I, I liked it. Which on paper, I was never playing Kabore. It gave me some flexibility on my bench. I've got Yudoji as well, who's got this muscle issue, but I didn't want to sell him either because I felt like that was a very... I'm not gaining much by selling him, and I think if there's a world where I can keep Yudoji, I might just ride him for now because he probably won't go down much because everyone that wanted to sell him would have sold him probably by now as well. So it's left me in a position where I've got one transfer with my team and I'm actually pretty happy with my team bar probably having to play Gordon this week. What's your your team lineup for this week? So it's Areola in goal over Turner because I just don't think Aston Villa don't score and West Ham defensively aren't fantastic, but if I'm going to get a two, three-pointer out of Areola, I'll take it. Clean sheets are hard to come by, so I'll take the safe points probably from Areola. Simi, Trippier, Cash, back three. Again, not ideal. Obviously, Trippier plays Gabriel when you doji's not full fit, and I don't think Chelsea's a fantastic fixture for defenders anyway. They're, they're up and down, but they're still scoring goals. Like They're not scoring heaps of goals, but... Yudogi's not the same level of fullback as Pedro Porro, so you're not playing him for attacking returns. He's only had the one goal so far, I think, and maybe one assist. So he's not the best like attacking fullback. And Spurs' defense is starting to look better, but then we missed the clean sheet a couple game weeks ago. You know, He comes off because of this muscle injury as well against Crystal Palace. So a little bit frustrating owning Yudogi, but I think my defense is kind of force-picked this week. I just have to ride Trippier and pray for an attacking return. I'm not playing Gabriel because I'm just going Newcastle at home are a very good side. They've played Man United. They've won 3-0 away from home. Gordon's come off with 25 minutes to play, so he should be prime ready to go. Wilson came on four him. Wilson, again, with no Isaac, it's looking good. So I'm hoping that Newcastle can roll up, win 2-3-0, Trippier get involved, Gordon get involved. It's unlikely, but even if it means they win 2-1, Trippier assist, ball from the right side to the left side, and Gordon's there. You know, we take the double return and we run. Again, if Gordon's have... It's it's a a decision between Gordon and Archer for me, and I'm going to go Gordon. I'm going to take the better attack. Um... Sheffield looked dreadful, and I think as much as Archer's a player, he got dropped last week anyway. Um, we saw Brewster start up front. In my mind, I haven't said this to anybody yet, I am thinking about long-term trying to shift to a 3-4-3 again and just moving Archer on. 
because of the value in the midfielders at the moment. You're looking at Huang Yi Chan. You're looking at guys like, not Neto so much anymore, but Cole Palmer, Gordon. There's enough cheaper midfielders that are playing. The value for points per... Uh, the, per, per million. Per, yeah, per million value is just... It's it, it's crazy. You know, you got Gordon. Um, you got uh, you got Cole Palmer. You've got uh, Adinga. Uh, oh, yeah, Adinga. Yeah, at uh, Brighton. Uh, so I, I like the idea of the four, four, three, four, three. Yeah. The main yeah. reason I want you to run for your team, which uh, has got Harland and Darwin and uh, Gordon starting with Bowen, um, is we're actually, even though we had a very similar team last week, this week we've actually quite got a different team because for the first time this year, I've played three five two. I think, in every single week. This is the first time I'm looking at a 4-4-2 this week. And my team is similar, but with some slight differences. And I want to know your thoughts on what I do. Yeah. So Ariola for me and you, both in net over Turner. I think that's a great decision. We all both have Simicash, Trippi and Cash. My big difference is, is on your bench is Gabriel, and I would bench Gabriel. And I don't even think Udoji starts this week against Chelsea. So yeah. I think your decision's pretty set. I've had this guy, and every time I look at Fantasy Football Hub, they tell me to sell this guy. I've got Gwayi. I've had him since Game Week 8. He got a three-pointer, uh, three-pointer, three-bonus, nine points against in Game Week 8 against Forrest, because I think Turner got a clean sheet for me that week. And I've had him on the bench since. And even you've mentioned to me in group chat messages and stuff that, oh, maybe if you want to free up some funds, move Gwayi on. The reason I've got Gwayi is for this fixture run. So he's in this week with some good fixtures to come. And I think there's potential for four of the next five weeks for clean sheets for Palace. So all of a sudden I've got four at the back, which means my four midfielders are similar to yourself, where it's Salah, Son, Diaby. But yet again, I've got Madison over a Gordon or yeah. Bowen for you. Yeah, it's Bowen. And probably. I've got Gwaii instead of Gordon with the same front too. I've got two transfers where you have got a clear role. Who am I dropping from that side to a different player? Or who am I selling on my bench of Gordon... Lamptey and Archer to get into my team. I think the obvious spot, which everyone's shouting, is Lamptey. But who am I moving for 0.5 mil through to start? And who am I starting over out of Simi, Cash, Trippier, Cash, and uh, and uh, Gwayi? Gwayi? Yeah, there's not a clear transfer. That's a problem. You don't have. I mean, I mean, Lamptey's just so cheap that other than going sideways to Taylor just to get a playing player as your burner. Archer's too cheap that there's no one in the 4.8 to 5 bracket anyway to buy. Like, you'd need a million to get to Edward, who's probably the pick of the strikers at 5.5. I think Mateus Cunha's a little bit more expensive off the top of my head as well. So I don't think there's a striker there for you. So, yeah, there's you're not getting rid of Diaby. I've got some moves for you that I can throw at you. Yeah. And I want you to rate them or slash or tell me which ones you like. Yeah. So we've got 0.5 in the bank. I can sell Lamptey for four. And he gets gets me to 4.5. Right? My my move, well, I would have preferred is Levi Cowell, no money in the bank, but he's 4.6. Yeah. And that would have just set me up for when they get to game week 16. I like early transfers like this in weeks where you don't need it. My first move would actually be to Harry Maguire. Would be the Harry Maguire. Now he's 4.2. And you might be looking at me and you are looking at me a, bit, a little bit like, that's Harry Maguire, Damien. But the fixtures, and I know... He's locked at the moment too. Yeah, correct. I just think there's a world where you can go to Maguire and do they pinch a clean sheet in this run of three fixtures, which is what? Burnley, Sheffield and... Yeah, I can't remember not Sheffield, one is. Um, Burnley, Everton and someone else. Might be Forrest. Um, I'll look it up while you keep talking. Yeah, correct. 
but the problem is with that move, and the pro is I'll get a, play, a playing player that would be in my defence and it's very benchable at 4.2. Still leaves me point three in the middle in the, in the team. So awesome, I'm happy with that. My issue is, is, is Maguire that good bringing in on a free transfer to take, and I think it would be Trippier out. Yeah, to play Fulham away. And if you look at Trippier's A, ownership is massive. B, I think a lot of people start him. And C, if you look at Arsenal's attacking numbers this year, outside of Saka, it's actually really low and it's not really been clicking. I see a world where this game finishes 1-0 either way, which still gets Trippier two points. I see a world where it's 1-1 and Trippier can even get an attacking return. And I do see a 1-0 Newcastle win, which Trippier then all of a sudden probably looking at bonus. Clean sheet, bonus, potential attacking return. And all of a sudden I've benched him for Maguire. Away to Fulham who... (laughs) who Fulham score a scrappy one and all of a sudden that's a swing of eight points for me. Yeah. Would you make that transfer? No. Would you be that brave? No, because Maguire long term is also not going to be the man once Martinez Varana back settled again like it just doesn't sit well with me who else are you thinking okay other ones in midfield and yet again it would be to bench Trippier more than likely and that would actually be for Hang Wee Chan Hang yeah Hang, yeah. Hang He Chan that's it um, and main reason is I think he's nailed Neto's out which I actually think is a bit he of was, a loss yeah that's what I was going to say I was going to say I, I know they're playing Sheffield this week you'd rather them have Sheffield next week yeah. instead of Spurs because I like Huang, and I've been talking about him and Neto for a while, and I just never needed to make a midfield transfer, so I didn't. I want to see what it looks like without Pedro Neto first. I think their front three is going to consist of at least him and Mateus Cunha, and someone else is going to have to pick up the job. And Neto's the guy that's providing the drive and the creativity, and that's what I'm worried about them losing. So my player that I would take out is Gordon who plays Bournemouth mm. next week, and I don't particularly want to do it. Nah. Um, but it allows me to get a good fixture here. He's benchable next week. And another good fixture, which... Yeah. Everton, For maybe. Wolves, yeah, they've got a half-decent Yeah, they've got games. a very good fixture run. And what it allows me to do is have a placeholder. It is uh, oh, it's Fulham away. Fulham. Yeah. Good Spurs in between. After that game week, Cole Palmer goes into his really good run of fixtures. Yeah. And then it allows me to go... Uh, he Chan down to Palmer, free up another 0.5 mil, and that could potentially leave me a position where I could probably make some different moves to get the sack if I need to. Um, so that's my other option. Would you be doing that to then put Huang over Trippier yet again? Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's too many question marks, and I've I've put a player up on screen for you that yeah. I think you didn't realise was in the price bracket and the reason I brought him up was because he finally played 90 minutes this morning in the Carabao Cup and if it's not to play this week then this is your route into the Chelsea defence Benoit Badiashile I think Is he nailed long term? Well the question is does Colwell then go back to left back and Badiashile comes into the left centre back spot which I think their back four will be Colwell Badiashile Silver James yeah, which I can see. And it's definitely an option as well. Especially because, look, I'm not the fan of burning transfers. And I don't particularly want to burn. I just don't see a move that improves my team enough to drop Trippier for it this week. I don't see a move where, for point five, it's not like I can go from Darwin straight to Watkins, even though I wouldn't yeah. get the got looted, right? And it's not like I can go Diaby to, you know, another player that's got a better fixture because the Arby's got a great fixture this week. Yeah. Same thing for me, me, Madison. I could go Madison the Saka, but am I really going to get Saka in for against Newcastle? Yeah, there's some long-term potential, but I said this in my video, and I'm going to say this to you now. 
Harlan, Salah, Son, and Madison are all well on their way to 200 plus points this year. Yeah, I need Madison in. And <laughs> it's been burning me, I'm, and he's like up to 8.1 now. And like, if there's five, just... if you've got five players in your team from game week one to game week 38 that are getting over 200 points, yeah, you're doing pretty well. You're gonna finish inside the top 10k statistically. Yeah. So I don't think there's even a world where I know I want Saka at some stage. I don't even think I can sell... You can't get him in. I, can't, I don't think I can sell Madison, and I don't think I can sell Son, and I don't think I'm selling Son until the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So what I really think is happening this week is either A, a transfer to move Lent into a playing defender, if that's Taylor, if that's Betty or Shelia, if that's Maguire. Yeah, just in case. Still leave the team as it is because it gets a 97% long-term rating. Yeah. And eventually... And I don't like saying this because I actually think Darwin's nailed long-term for us at the moment, for the foreseeable future. It's eventually Darwin down to Edward to fund myself, Diaby up to Saka. And then you're trying to play and almost a 4-5-1. 4-5-1 most weeks with fixture swinging between... Uh, that fifth midfielder, that, Palmer, Gordon. Correct. And then Edward. Yeah, because eventually, eventually my move will be Palmer to Gordon to Palmer when the good fixtures come. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so that's going to give me even more money. Yeah, I, I think that's the play because... The values in the midfielders this year, I think, and if you can get five midfielders that have unbelievable goal threat, then I think you're doing something well. And then it's you know three five two some weeks, or it's four five one, and you've correct. It's hard with defenders though, like because clean sheets are really hard to come by, and that's the hard bit at the moment. And with my team value, and I've worked it out on Fantasy Football Hub. If my team eventually has Gordon down to Palmer, if my team eventually has, um, you know, I think I've. Talked about cash eventually maybe moving to an Arsenal defender when the fixtures turn. Yeah. Um, I can afford to go DRB up to Saka and still afford to go Darwin down to Edward. Oh, okay. So that funds it all. And that funds it all. And that would mean that I've got no money in the bank of point one, but it means I can also play Edward in a fixture who is nailed to Palace. Yeah. And we, you know, I know you know yeah. you love him so much that I can still fixture swing. One of those, you know, a Palmer or, you know, even one of the other big boys that have a really bad fixture. Yeah, we're not even talking about Mbwemo, whose XGI is still just through the roof for all players, not just midfielders. He's third across the league. That's I'm, after Haaland and Salah. I'm still sitting in a position where I honestly think I'm going to go without Saka long, long term. I agree. And I can't justify like, the money for what he's like, producing. As much as it pains me, because I think he's a great asset. It's too Mad- expensive. Madison and Son are being rested every game. Midweek because they don't play European football. They're playing for the team that's top. They're on their way to 200 points. Yeah. And you can't have them all. And it allows me to still have Diaby and Embuemo uh, and still have a premium striker in Darwin who can move to Isaac Wembach or yeah, you know, Wilson. Wilson. Uh, I can get oh, to Watkins with so two moves. I can, I can do a lot of things. My next question is going to be, do we have to rush out to get Arsenal assets now with a good, good fixture no. run? No. Because I'm not so I'm not convinced by Arsenal yet either. So saw it again this morning. Lost three one. Odegaard comes on, scores late. I think congestion of fixtures is going to just kill this Arsenal team because they don't have a squad deep enough to actually compete on all fronts. So something's going to give. And nothing's ticking. Uh, it's clicking. Sorry, not ticking. Odegaard's the one I'd want. Honestly, but taking had- some penalties and he's from that midfielder spot, he's looking the most dangerous. But he's getting rested all the time too. And correct. And his goal threat without penalties is low. But yeah. I, look, I still think the best asset to own is Saka. Just how do you get him in and who do you drop for him? Um, and without Jesus, there are worse off yeah. team. And I don't want Martinelli either because he's not playing consistent enough minutes. Trossard's coming in, getting time on the left too. Like I think last year with them not having you know a big amount of European football, right? 
And they got knocked out in the round of 16 and played the kids through the Europa League. So. Correct. And they were valued at such a lower rate last year. You and pick, that. You pick Saka up for, what, 6.5 and Martin Lee for 6? Or last mm, year? Saka might have been a bit more. No, I Yeah, 6.5, yeah. yeah. Now Martinelli was at, definitely six. Now when they're at eight and a half, and seven point five, and eight, all of a sudden, with this rotation from what we're seeing, I honestly think there's a world, and I, I don't like saying this because I think they're great players, that there's better assets to own yeah, long term. That even in harder fixtures, I'd rather play than an Arsenal asset at the moment. Yeah, and this might come back to bite me. They might win three 0 against Newcastle because they still are a good footballing side. Yeah. But I just think long term that I don't know if you can really get the Saka at eight point six, Odegaard at eight point four, and justify dropping a Son or a Madison, yeah, or a Salah until he goes to Avcon, 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 yeah, yeah, no? yeah, um, and uh, or dropping a, another option down to fund DRB upwards. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it just kills your team. Like we, if you're gonna have Salah, Son, Haaland. You just you priced out of that eight million slot as well. Like I have to find funds to get Madison in. You got him in at seven and a half. I'm having to pay point six on top of that in order to get Madison in. I'd take Madison at eight point one over Saka at eight six, Odegaard at eight four, and Martinelli at seven seven. So like the the easy money option is me get Martinelli, but if Martinelli, Martinelli was locked, then it's a different story. Correct. If Trossard does his ACL or something, and it's like, all right, Martinelli, you're only left winger, then all right, I might consider Martinelli. But I think Madison is just his role is so defined. He's absolutely essential to what they do. Yes, his goal threat's not high, but the minute he, he gets an assist, over. yeah, the minute he gets an assist, he's getting two bonus because of how involved he is. Like it's just beyond a joke. And to, to be fair, if it's not Son scoring, it's Madison scoring, and if it's and, not, and and they assist each other as we've seen plenty of times. Yeah. it's 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 yeah, it creates an interesting discussion. But I really do like it. So it's I'll, part of the reason why I need two transfers next week so I can make an informed decision. And it might be that I do make two transfers next week, and I'm just playing around with. You know, for this week's transfers, but within two moves, I'm fairly certain I can go Edward in, albeit Diaby's not going to come out of my team, but from a 6.7 Diaby straight up to an 8.7, like I'm two moves away from Madison, and it's, it is removing Darwin, so I have to play a bit of a patient game, yeah. and it's me... And it's picking the time to bring Madison in, though. It's not like yes. he's going to go ballistic right now. No. If you look at Son's fixtures, it's 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 not like, oh my God, Madison's playing a Luton, Sheffield, whatever. No. Chelsea, I expect them to score. I expect I expect them to score in every one of those games. Wolves expect them to score. Villa aren't great defensively. City is going to be a blockbuster game. Yeah. I, I think that's going to finish 3-3 or something ridiculous. Then West Ham is struggling defensively. And then when you get to game week 17 is where I think you should be bringing Madison. Yeah. Because then you're going Forest, Everton, Brighton, Bournemouth, Man United, Brentford, Brentford Everton, Everton, Brighton, Wolves, Chelsea, Palace, Villa. Yeah. And you just ride them here for the rest of the year practically. Yeah. And this is why I'm like, as much as we're trying to tinker our side so much to get Arsenal assets back in, unless you don't have Haaland, then in that case, then you're probably tinkering right now how to get Haaland back. Yes. Which we'll discuss absolutely in a second. Panicking. Yeah, right. Um, I honestly think there's a world where you just hold these assets all the way through to game at 38. Yeah, and it's just one of those ones where there's just so many players that are putting up numbers as well. Like this, you know, you can miss out on certain players. And then, like, we got lucky last week that Ollie Watkins blanked in a game where Villa dominate. And we had the Villa asset that finally did <laughs> return. It so felt good. There's a bit of that aspect to it as well you know like the Newcastle forwards didn't you know go nuts last week I think Wilson got a goal maybe one yeah I yeah, only got two um, but we had Darwin get two returns like it's just 
it's part of the fantasy. So, you know, that's where we're at with our sides at the moment. I am 100% rolling. There's no way I'm making a transfer this week. There's no need. I've got cover on the bench. Gabrielle's going to sit third sub for me because I just see a world where... I just don't see Newcastle not scoring at home. That's realistically what my view is, whether that be through Wilson, Gordon, or Joe Linton, or whoever wants to pop up and score for Newcastle. Someone will find a goal. The only thing to be uh, mindful of is there's probably no one playing at left back uh, for for Newcastle yeah. as well. Um, I've seen that they're talking because of the injury to... Look, it'll probably be Burn. I was hearing talk that... Target played left back last night to see how that was going to go um, because there was thought of, because of Botman being the more ball-playing centre-back on the left, that Burn could have slid inside, but Target come off after five minutes. So yeah. it looks like Lascelles is probably going to stay locked in there at 3.94 million as a Newcastle defender. So it probably actually helps Newcastle that they're not going to make the change, but I heard some whispers that... Burn was potentially going to shift inside and then Target was going to go to left back. So just something to monitor. Obviously, probably not so much now. It depends on the injury to uh, Target. But, you know, there's a bit of, you know, it sounds like Botman's injury is worse and it's not getting better still. So he's already missed three ga- two or three games. Yeah. And Eddie Howe's still saying he's weeks away. So I think there's going to be a little reshuffle. And, you know, if you brought the cells in, I'd be a little bit worried because I don't think long-term Eddie Howe really wants to be using him, although he's the club captain. He's not the ball-playing, calm, composed centre-back nah, that needs he, to be he, in that system. He's your fourth choice, sit on the bench, Nat Phillips type. Yeah. You know, just, just in the club, good bloke. And I think, in the training room. I think for two or three games, I would have been happy just get go out there and give us some part and passion. But I think if it's going to be another two or three weeks, I think they're going to start looking at their options. I think they, they've got their option and they just keep forgetting about him. And it's Liveramento going to play left back. Potentially, and then Burns. Well, he started at right back yeah. this morning. So he could go to left back and then Trippier comes back into the side and Burns slides that, inside. That's what I would do if I was Eddie Howe. Yeah, but I just don't think we've ever seen Livermento play a left back for Newcastle. No, we haven't. Even we have ever seen it in the past at Southampton. Yeah, so we're something to just monitor as well. I think we need to address the Erling Haaland chat. He's down to 84.5% owned. Wow. Down. <laughs> down to that from 90 but... You know, so many people in game week eight got rid of him and they benefited from that. Salah had an absolute monster game in game week eight. If you're getting rid of Haaland on a wild card, you're bringing Salah in. So your rank gain would have got you there, but then you would have probably lost said rank gain this week. So it's probably evened out from that point. But this is what we expect to see from Erling Haaland. Two goals and an assist, three returns against Man United. With Bournemouth at home on a full week's rest, I said it in my video as well, don't be surprised if he gets another three returns this week because Bournemouth will try and defend, but, you know, this could be 4-5-0. If you saw it in the Cabaret Cup this morning, Paul, Bournemouth actually came and played football against us. And they'll come and play football against uh, Harland and uh, and City. And, uh, look, I don't want to be mentioning triple captaincy again and stuff like that, but I'm not working this weekend <laughs> I can actually stay up and watch this game at 1.30 it has crossed my mind that maybe this is the week I pull the triple captaincy I think that from what I saw this morning I did see a very good Bournemouth side against Liverpool it's probably swayed my decision elsewhere yeah we were a bit of a rested Liverpool side too though like yeah. this is a fully rested and city it, against the, and the rain was coming in sideways and that and this is a Bournemouth team that will have to back up from Thursday to Sunday there's enough points for me to turn around and say there is a narrative where Bournemouth are a bit tired 
Bournemouth for not 100%. City have got a full week's worth of rest, so he's going to be nailed to start. If there's ever where the lines align where you want it in a single game week. Yeah, and you want to rip it. That's the way I did against Brighton. I could rip it right now. My only issue with ripping it right now is I do think if you scroll down in that list, there is a home fixture against Burnley in 22. That could potentially be better. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a, there's fixtures towards the end of the season which we could rip it in. You know, if he the gets... The thing with them is they're not going to get a better double game. Like Because of the way... They're out of the Carabao Cup now. Like yep. Depending on their FA Cup run, we're not going to know That's about that. That's the other thing. If you scroll back down to FA Cup, we know that in general game weeks that we see double game weeks are at... You know, you see them in 32... 33, 34, and 37. In 33, he has Luton at home. Yeah, my worry is, though, that at that point, they start resting him. Yeah, correct. That's why, that's, why be like, that's why I don't like City double game weeks. But if you tell me right now there's a potential that he could get a double game week yeah. looted and someone else at home. Or Forest or Wolves yeah. or Fulham or Spurs. Well, I, I could hold it the 37 if they make the final. They're definitely getting a double game week in 37. Yeah. But... I'm just happy I've ripped it already and kind of half had to, some success. I don't have to worry about it. And if it I, burns me at the back end, it burns me. But if I can make some good decisions between now and then, then I've put myself from 1.8 mil to 150k. Like, it's on much. me now. <laughs> Put it this way: um, If uh, you don't have Harland, and I'm thinking about triple captaining Harland, <laughs> it probably shows you that if you do want to press the panic button and get him back in, it's not the worst decision to do. I, I am in the camp that if you don't have Harland, you probably you're not should blowing wait your to, team up though. You, you should you wait, wait to your wild card almost, or when fin- that blanks back yeah. game week 19, whoever it yeah, is. Yeah, I think you can bring him in with 16 if you've got a plan. Then so he goes 16, 17, 18. He's got good fixtures, and then blank, yeah. and then. Uh, play. Yeah, he goes Luton, Palace, Blank, Everton, Sheffield. Yeah, correct. So you, instead of bringing him back in 19, you're actually bringing him back in 16 or 15. Um, but I wouldn't be blowing my team up this week to do it unless you were going to go, I'm captaining him this week, which is fair. And I can do it in two moves without dropping Summer. Yeah. Which I doubt a lot we, of people are in the Yeah, position. no one's going to have that flexibility. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with Harland. Like, I think he just proved to everybody, like, He's still going to get his goals. He's playing for the best bloody team in the world. He's the center point of that. De Bruyne's not far away from coming back into the swing of things. Foden's yeah. starting to look better again. Doku just does what he does. There's just they're bouncing, and City are just. This is what they do. They sort of start slow, and then they get a few big wins, and then it's momentum time. And yeah, if they beat uh, if they beat um if they keep winning games, they beat Bournemouth by a big amount. They pay us in a couple of games to win that one. We're just going to see City run away with this. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and look, by that stage, uh, there is a double game week where we could be looking at maybe, well, are we selling Madison to Foden? Are we, we, we moving, you know, maybe Trippier to Guardiola or, uh, you know, Diaz? God, I'm not to touching to... their defence ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Stones is back now as well. Like, there's just Akanji floating about. There's too many options. Correct. But we're Walker. Getting, we're getting to that stage where we can start slowly thinking about that long term. Do we start looking at tripling up on a... Yeah, look, Man City. Uh, Alvarez, fo- Haaland, Foden even. Yeah. Yeah, or if you or get Doku. Word, or, yeah, if Doku's nailed, if there's injury, stuff like that. So, yeah. and I think that's the way you go. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. So, look, there's plenty to consider. Um, I think from a list of who I wanted to bring up, we've probably spoken about the majority. The last one's probably looking at those little punts that you could make this week. And I think most people have similar teams, but it, it's probably the enablers more so than anything at the moment about just who's the right one to bring in. And not, none of them this week particularly stand out like Wolves with Neto would have been the one to go after with Sheffield United and it's just hard like I think if you're looking for that forward I might just bring up Mateus Cunha because he's starting to like 
getting himself some minutes. He's starting to play a bit more, but the problem is he's a forward at 5'5", five five, so you're looking at him or Edward. And I think I just like Edward a bit better. Like, just yeah. being in the league a bit longer, he's settled. I mean, Palace is, you know, they still don't have everyone back yet, which is frustrating. Well, once but they get everyone back, he's going to be Then he's the option. Yeah. Uh, look, if you're looking for just a pure one-week, game-week punt, say, for instance, I want to get Sucker in, but this is not the week to get Sucker in. So I need someone for one week and then get Sucker in. I honestly think you're one-week punt, and it's sad that he's a one-week punt because of this reason. It's, it's Jota. And that's because there's no way in the world Diaz, I, uh, Diaz is playing at the moment with his current situation. So yeah. um, look at use that information willingly, knowing that Yotta's probably nailed on the left. I don't see front he, three hasn't changed. Yeah. Even though Gakpo scored this morning, I don't uh, think he's look, ready Dar- yet. Darwin was rested. Salah played a lot of minutes this morning, which I was well, surprised. Was, but by circumstance been, of us not losing as well, like yeah. if we were tuning you up, yeah. We probably would have come off, but it yeah, is correct. what it is. And look, and to be fair, Sutherland's always playing. So you know the right slots. You know that that because Gatpo played this morning, come back from injury, it's going to be Darwin. And you know straight away it's going to be Harvey Elliott, I think, played on the left for most of the game and then came off. But Jota will be the one Jota that will be the one on the left. So if you want a one-week punt, Liverpool option, there's Jota. Against Luton. Correct. I think the only other option that you really want to go for a one-week punt, if you really get on good authority that you know Doku or someone like that's going to start against Bournemouth. Yeah. But I, w- I wouldn't have any confidence in that anyway. And that's only because you're planning to move him on to a sucker next week or a Martinelli. It's guaranteed this wouldn't be something for longer term. Oh, I'm punting on you this week, but I'll have to hold you where a Mateus Trunia or a Edward would be if, someone I'd yeah. be like, I'm playing you this I'm week. changing my structure to get you in. Yeah, I'm playing you this week as my punt that you're going to do well, but I also need to use you longer term at fixtures. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I think over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be actually quite interesting to see how we approach transfers because I'm really now starting to go away from defender transfers. I think I'm settled with my back five. Yeah. I think for a while, I don't need to tweak it too much. And I want to start getting aggressive. Like I want to have the two in the bank for this reason so I can start fixture swapping the attacking fixtures because I actually think there's some real value in targeting short-term fixture swings for attackers that have good two out of three games or one-week punts. As long as you don't get injuries, obviously, and then you're kind of forced into them. But I think, like, for me, it's working Archer out of my team, get the extra million to get one of those 5.5 strikers, Cunha or Edward. And then I'm like, I'm set. Then it's Bowen can go. Then it's Diaby can go when he needs to go. There's options there at that point, like to be able to just play with two of those midfielder spots almost and just like wait for game week 14. Then for Mbwemo, yep. then he locks away a spot there because he's a 90 minute man on penalties and just shows against Chelsea that he can just pop up in the 94th minute and bloody done it already before then. Yeah, he's done it two or three times this year. He scored in the 93rd, 94th minute. So I'm very keen to start adjusting my mindset to. It's almost like keeping rank. It's like, can I use one transfer a week to bring in someone who's going to get an instant eight or nine pointer and go, all right, who's the next guy? And like, get off of them. Like, get the return, get off, get the return, get off. And I like it as long as you're doing it with transfers that are later in the week that you're not jumping on something early because you obviously team news. Like, we could have got injuries this morning in the Cabaret Cup, for instance, right? I don't mind that. And look, I haven't exactly glorifyingly been like, oh my God, I'm picking this guy up. But I've done it in spurts. You know, I was like, Archer's going to play against Everton because he just signed and evident a woeful let me bring him in because he's going to score and we watched the game together what happened we probably yeah. could have scored twice um, you know and I've done it at a few other points as well throughout this season um, where I have done this as well you know Gway he was another one I'd guaranteed clean sheet against Forrest in game week 8 yeah. three points so I like the understanding and the, and the thinking um, how many hits have you taken this year none and same with me which and this, for me is 
through ten game weeks for me is is a, is a milestone. And I know there's. <laughs> And I know it's not great to take hits, but sometimes hits are a necessity. But what it allows you to do is with two free great transfers, yeah. right? you could make three transfers for only a negative four. I, you could make four for a negative eight. You could essentially have a third wild card basically in yeah. your pocket, knowing that at any point you could change your structure or your shape or be really aggressive in if a week did takes it yeah. of a negative eight. Like, I don't know. Imagine if there's an outside of Man United because they're woeful. Imagine if another team had those three fixtures right yeah. now. You know, if that was a Man City, if that was Liverpool, if that was Spurs, yeah, you'd you want to have triple a, up. If you didn't have any of those assets in, how quickly would you take a negative four to get three of them in? Yeah, it makes sense. So that's why I'm trying to keep two transfers there each week. If it means you have to use the one, obviously to burn. So then, when that time comes, it's you know Chelsea between now and game week 16 might turn things around, and it might be it's hard because they've got so many players. But you know, Sterling might just show that he's playing every game with Palmer. And then you might want a defender in there as well. So you might want Colwell, Sterling, Palmer potentially as the two sort of striker winger yeah. types with a defender. And you've got two transfers. You can go boom, boom, boom. They're playing whoever they're playing in game week 16. You bank the clean sheet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just the clean sheet itself covers the hit. And then everything from an attacking perspective will cover the rest. So if we look at just, just for context, they're playing in game week 16, Everton away. Might be a game where there's not heaps of goals. Might be a 2-0 win to Chelsea. But you get the clean sheet off of Colwell. You get a penalty from Cole Palmer. And like you might it. get something from Sterling. Like That's just that's, your that, that's an example of how you could do it. It doesn't have to be Chelsea in game week 16. But it could be that someone has a fixture swing that you want to target the players. And for a minus four, you definitely just... A pocket, like the potential to get that four back is very easy. Yeah, and that's why you keep your transfers and you try to keep them at two and that's why I love the position I'm in where I don't even know what I'm doing this week because it means that my team's really set up for when if I need to make some transfers or take my first hit I'm in a position to do so Yeah. and you know and the same thing for you you know if you get to two free transfers this week which you will yeah. I don't see a move that you're nah. making There's no chance no, this, these week's fixtures aren't a great time to be being aggressive I don't find anything to target other than Man City and their fixtures aren't good after this week anyway. And then week. you don't know who's playing. So I think if you're ever going to just not go on the app, it's set your team down and, and wait it. for team news and hopefully set and forget and not have to worry about it. Yeah, correct. And look, I think that's a, a very good way to do it. Um, this week, there's a lot of fixture swings where it's like three weeks, then a couple bad fixtures, three weeks and a couple bad fixtures. If you get on the right train with some nailed in players like Son Salah, uh, Madison, um, Harland, uh, you know, all those guys that are going to be nailed on towards the 200 point mark, you can yeah. do it. Yeah, I agree. So for me, long term, it's getting matters in for Diaby, probably, I think. Yeah, because their run's about to finish. So you end up holding Diaby through to 14 and then get off of him at 15 for City, Arsenal, Brentford, Sheffield, me not. Like, yeah. But I think he's going to break down at some point, too, the way he plays. I think he's. Not going to be able to keep up the momentum that he's had, and that's just Villa anyway. With Europe, I think they're just going to slow down anyway. So that's my mantra. But I think this week's going to be an interesting one. Hopefully, it's a week where I can just hold rank. I don't see it as being a week where, um, you know, unless Darwin and Salah really pop off and Diaby pop off again, I don't see us getting big that's green that. arrows. But I think this week for us, it's just can we maintain, hold the fort down and Correct. then start looking the target again coming into next week. Sometimes, if you tell me right now I have a rank loss of like 10K and go to 22K in the world, yeah, you're I'm, fine with I, it. I, I'm like, yeah, no dramas. 
Yeah, if I can slide from 150 to 120-ish, I think a small green like that for me would be fantastic. I've got plenty of differential players in my team, yeah. which is nice. I'm not carrying Matoma and, you know, that's the big one. I got off of him and I thought it was a risk and then I missed the Bournemouth game and I was like, God damn it, what have I done? I thought I was a genius getting off of him, getting benched. <laughs> and yeah. then he comes on and scores two. But then he's only had two pointers ever since that point. So although he's got that return, I've probably still net positives out Correct. of it anyway. And that's just... The beauty of making good decisions. Yeah, the only one that's really bit us in the ass is Embuemo, but you can't. The Burnley fixture I could live with, but the, the Chelsea one hurt a little bit. I was going to say the rest is just a little bit uh, just unlucky. But that's why you have Embuemo though, and that's part of the and that's without penalties too. So that's why you have Embuemo. So he's definitely someone on the cards for me. Bowen, I need to see something from him up front. I think if him and West Ham can start to look a little bit better. I think, although Bowen's got a good run of games, he's actually better away from home. He's returned yeah. in every away game so far this year, so I'm actually okay with him playing Brentford away. I think it's good. Um, which is all right. And look, I think he's a good pick, but it's like he's not optimal. And if I can turn Bowen to Madison in a couple of weeks, then I'm definitely doing that as uh, well. That's true. But if we see that Bowen starts playing up front, yeah, then you're probably holding With him. potential of penalties. We don't know who their penalty taker is yet between him and Ben Rama. Um, and we still don't know who the Spurs penalty taker is. If you go by what Football Manager it sounds tells me, like it's you go by, Son, though. If you go by Football Manager, uh, it, it's Madison because Son's only got 10 penalty taking out of 20. Yeah, which but... Which is odd. Uh, but I, I, look, if I was a hazard a guess... He's a captain as well. Uh, he gets the was, first one. If I was a hazard a guess, it's got to be Son until he misses, then it'll be Madison. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, look, that's... Sounds like about where we're at for this week. Thank you for listening along. If you got to this point, make sure you check us out over on YouTube. Paulie29 for my stuff. D-A-M-M-O underscore 23 for Damo for his content over there. Again, another big game week 11 here ahead of us. And we'll see you guys next week for some game week 12 content.